You've been to Land of America? I have indeed. You just give me a history on them. <laughs> Native Americans. Native Americans, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, occupation of um, Alcatraz, which mm. I didn't know anything about and, no. until we walked around and there's the museums and mm. all the information to, to learn about. Did you that. see people with guns? What, just randomly on the street? Yeah, I just saw people with guns. No. Oh, you saw a lot of people with uh, spliffs. Because it's legal in it's it's, it's legal it, recreationally yeah. in California. Yeah. So, <clears throat> to quote Robin Williams, uh, the the smell of Colombian saunas was everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you ever done weed, Matt? No, I was talking to someone about this the other day, actually, um, about me just not not ever having been a been a been a drug user ever. You never done drugs at all. Anything? No, no, and I, I think it's because of the circles that I moved in. Really, it's all about who you're with. Really, um, I know that it's, it's sort of personality related. What what you get into in terms of being, you know, reliant or leading a certain lifestyle. But because I grew up on a farm in the middle of nowhere till I was 18, so there was no means, method, motivation to um, to ever use drugs there, and then by the time you're 18 you're sort of you're kind of fixed and set you know you sort of do what you do and you are who you are yeah. even when i went to university it was in exmouth part of the university of plymouth so not a lot of drug use there pretty sort of still quite a, ru- a, ru- a rustic setting um and i didn't become a musician crucially till i was about 25 and i think as well that's quite important because i wasn't hanging out in those sort of arty circles until much later by the time i was 25 i just did what I did. So yeah, it was all about who I was with and who I hang around. Yeah. So alcoholism came later. Yeah, when I was about 26. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're pretty dumb. Oh, I'm not talking about my superpower. It's basically does it island this without the discs. Who the hell do you think it's oh, quite vindictive actually? I'm just hearing more about corn destroying. Yep, cool, moving on. Whether that's instilled socially or economically or politically, people will eventually adapt to it. Freedom fighters are <laughs> <laughs> I've had a question which is um, it's quite interesting because it's a, in, within context it says that a great deal of elderly people seem to enjoy bragging about their age even, it has, even if it has nothing to do with the conversation at hand for example I'm 86 years old and I really enjoyed your show so at what age do you reckon age bragging starts? That's a good question. Uh, someone was talking to me the other day about that, about Tom Jones. What's that show that he's on? He's a judge on some horrific music reality TV show. What is it? The, oh, the... Um, uh, don't care. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, that's it. Yeah, so, yeah, we don't give a fuck. And everything he said was prefixed by... Uh, uh, I don't know why I'm doing a Cornish accent. Hang on a minute, I need to get my bearings. Yeah, he kept going. I've been in this business for for forty years, and so I, you know, I know what I'm doing. And, and it was infuriating because a he's released one album in twenty of those years, which was embarrassingly bad. Um, and what he wasn't doing is he wasn't saying, well, in my professional opinion or in my opinion as a, and he kept prefixing, I've done this for forty years, so I must be right. Um, which is ironic because he's churned out absolute crap since about nineteen ninety. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's a great, he's a, he's a he's a lovely bloke and a very talented artist, and he obviously in his day was an amazing singer. But um, that would be an, ex- an example of when the sort of age bragging isn't justified. It's like just because you've been doing something for forty years doesn't mean you've been doing it well. No, precisely. that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Experience isn't a sign of preeminence, is it? If you've done it, for, you could have been doing something no, awfully for forty years. 
However, I think there is something to be said for age bragging, particularly if you've been shit at something. I really like the idea of someone going, I've been doing this for 40 years and I'm still fucking oh, awful. I'm still awful, yeah. But then that maybe that's what then comes with the age factor as well, that it comes with um, disillusion as well. Yeah, maybe, and maybe part of the age bragging is to do with... Um, Going against the, the assumption of once you reach a certain age, maybe there, maybe younger generations start assuming saying, "Well, you're going to start losing your marbles and you can't keep it all together." And I think some of the age breaking thing is, I'm still independently thinking and going at eighty six, yeah. ninety, and no one is telling me or helping me. And I think I'm wondering whether it's a little bit of that. Well, that's been well for being famous, yeah. Especially, I mean, if you're in an arena of where you've been told for so many years you're great you're fantastic you're wonderful and all that kind of stuff sure but i've been in shops i've been in like in sainsbury's where i've had people go excuse me and like in the middle of a queue and i'll be like oh sorry what and it was like can i go in front of you oh and i re- genuinely kind of i don't know why you're asking that and it's and the only fathom of it is that because they are older i feel like the key thing here is um to try and do my Tom Jones impression better this time. So <laughs> no, you, you fucked it. <laughs> I reckon um, for me, if you've had, if you if you've worked your entire life and you've reached the age of retirement, to have endured those decades <laughs> and then lived, I think after you retire, after you've dealt with work, you can then you then have a certain amount of age age related bragging rights because you said in the question it's like they'll start mentioning age regardless of subject of what's being discussed at yeah, the time yeah. so does that mean unfortunately that the people that do that may not have a lot to say and the way that they feel they get involved in the conversation is to interject with how old they are that, actually you know what that is actually a really good point because i think that there is elements of to say, oh well, I am eighty six. You're, or, you know, I am eighty year old plus. So therefore, I might not understand, or you might not understand me. Yeah. And so, yeah, you're you're kind of setting up that conversation. I think you're right. Yeah. And I think, and I think there's a there's possibly a sort of historical culture thing of if we go back, I don't know, sixty hundred years, maybe maybe people used to do that a lot more, and it was like whatever. But now, because people have been living longer and stuff like that, I. Mm. There's always a perception of it. It's like anyone who starts bragging their age, it will just be dismissed, which yeah. sound, which sounds unfair. Mm. Uh, because if they want to get involved in the conversation, that's the only way they know how. I also think that um, it it's it's more difficult for people who are sort of in their fifties and well, maybe not fifties, people who aren't working, maybe sort of sixty, seventy, eighty, because we're living we're living an interesting time which straddles digital and analog aren't we we're, we're, we're living in a time which has straddled pre-internet and post-internet so the the language isn't only different and it's not just the lifestyle between young people and older people it's actually the way we live our lives because the internet is actual currency it's how you can access the world and it's how you express yourself so i think for, for someone like my grandma for example who's never used the internet that is a serious in inhibitor to her going well i think this because if you know if people are saying well you know like what do you know you've never used the internet you can't voice your opinion on these channels so i think a lot of old people for me a can say what they want as long as it's respectful because they've lived that long but also 
a lot of people quite easily ignore them because they they don't live in the digital age and therefore feel that what they have to say is kind of invalid. I don't even think I, I I agree with you, but I don't even think it's anything to do with digital. I think it's because really because they have lived that long as well. I think that is a part of the reason why a lot of young do ignore as well, and saying, you know, what's the term now? Boomer, isn't it? You know, the, um, you know, they, you know, if you hark back to something to say, well, you know, back in my day and all that kind of stuff, because even we do that now. Even say, well, but you know, back when I was growing up, and then immediately people go, oh yeah, okay, and the, and you switch off to it with immediacy to say all right granddad fucking get out you know get with it because that's because there's that perception of oh you're going to try and teach me a lesson now yeah absolutely uh, yeah. and i don't want to listen to you because uh i i'm young and ignorant and i've got my own ideas thank you very much yeah that's sweet okay <laughs> which is why the dismissive thing comes yeah you're right but i think that is that's also an age thing as well though because now i mean yes back in my teenage years i would have been you know, yeah, 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 sure, exactly like that. Exactly. But okay, so what age is it then to flip around the other way? What age is it when you then actually do start listening to your elders and actually, yeah, you know what, they do have, uh, you know, this is a valuable lesson here because I, you know, anyone, anyone who now says, I've got something to tell you, or I've got like, a, you know, a bit of history or advice to, uh, to uh, unveil. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Um, I'm all ears now. Yeah. Yeah, go on. Tell me. I want, I want the answers. I want to know how it works. The, the thing is, I think it depends on delivery because, you know, if they're saying something that you're genuinely interested in, you're not going to be dismissive. I mean, I, I, th- this is a very broad brush, I'm gonna use, but look at Attenborough. Mm. He's still he's still teaching the world yeah. natural history. Those are, what, what, what's the, the guy's in his 90s. Yeah. Now, if here we go, I've got something to tell. People do pay attention to him; they don't dismiss the age. No, but that's because he he is a prime example. He's been in the industry for so long, and so we value what he says. And he's very good at his job. When you've got you know crazy Joe McCarthy, you know, on the street corner. That's my grandma you're talking about, mate. Sorry, beg your pardon. (laughs) Sorry. Another thing is though. Okay, here's here's something which is okay. This is not an age appropriate thing, but. When did, because I remember this when I was young, um, where you would allow doctors to jump the queue, that they would go to the yeah. front of the queue. Whereas now, it's fucking, you're a doctor, they spit on them now and go, fuck you, I don't, give, I don't give a shit if you're a doctor or not. You're, you know, there's no advancement here for you. Mm, same with teachers. Teachers, yeah. used, teachers used to be sort of, you know, esteemed, even revered in yeah. society. Yeah. Now they're just like, human pinatas for all the world's problems that's true yeah it depends on what country you're yes in that. that's true <clears throat> because from what um a friend of mine who um works at the local university you go to particularly into uh western europe and if you're a senior professor you are revered Right. It's like you you can't be a student and just go and see that professor. You have to jump through hoops and go up through the ranks before you get to speak to that. Particularly in places like Italy. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. It's like they they are you know it's like the actual levels of respect there and yeah. unbelievably so. Like you will not talk to that person unless you've jumped through all of these hoops first. Yeah. And join the queue. And if they want to speak to you, they will let you know. It's that. Whereas over here, it's like you you can approach any <laughs> you know you can approach anybody. But uh, yeah, I I didn't know that until he until he told yeah. me. Yeah, but I mean, I suppose with like universities here, that you can't just go and see the dean of the university. You have to go and make an appointment and all that kind of stuff. Usually for particularly for different reasons. But uh, sure, the, I mean the, the the dean of a college is 
pretty senior they're yeah. um they're kind of like the lead academic in charge of like the whole of humanities or the, the whole of life sciences or something sure. so they are very senior and but um you know as a, a senior professor of a, of a particular subject or stuff like that you know if, if they're in you know over here a lot of academics tend to post like hours on the door and mm. say i'm free to see students at the oh that's so yeah okay well like accessibility that. then but, sure, yeah, yeah so there is there is the access not not over no not over in it it's like it's yeah i don't know if that's a good chain thing or of bad thing though yeah yeah <laughs> it's interesting though like talking think talking about age um it's all about your on on that spectrum it's all about where you are you're you're so many different things to different people because my i was talking to my mum the other day about work basically and i feel as a as as a forty two year old, you know, generally quite knackered. Um, you know, my back's hurting. You know, I can't do X, Y, and Z anymore. I went for like a run the other day, and um, then he started crying in the middle of it because it was so it was so exhausting. And then I got back and I was talking to my mum about my my professional career, and I realised that at the age of forty two, I'm not even halfway through yet until I retire. Um, and I feel knackered, like exhausted. Uh, and then my mum was like, she said something like, well, you're only, you're still young. And I said, like, no, I'm not, I'm not young mum. Like I'm 42. And she was like, you are actually still young. Yeah. She said, you've got your whole, ha- more than half of your career to go. This is still when you're in your generative phase, your phase where you create, you're energetic, you have to go and climb the ladder and do X, Y, and Z. And she sort of, I realise, is completely in the authority because she's coming up to retirement. So to her, I'm still a young man. I just don't feel like it. But technically, I am still actually young. Yeah. 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 You know, do do the stuff that you can while you can because you'll know you're old when you won't have that as an option anymore. There will be less options open to you. Now, it's just, you can still do it, but you just feel a bit more knackered at the end of it. Like mm. crying halfway through a run. But... Is that because it was your first run in years? No, I've been doing it for ages. Just yeah. Actually, yeah. yeah, physical. Yes, absolutely. I think because it's got to the point of just yeah, my knees are shot. You know, I, I can't run for shit. But it's where your mind is at its most sharpest. I think because you've ingested a lot of information, you have the ability to utilize it, and uh, your skill set is is highly developed to where you can then accurately use it properly it's the exactly what you were saying to him of that okay you feel physically fucked afterwards and so now you know we used to go out on the piss and we could easily be up the next morning go for a breakfast okay and maybe possibly go and do it again the next night i remember those kinds of can you imagine doing that now at the age of what we are of of going just getting drunk one night a week and going i'm going to consider doing the same again tomorrow i i'm i'm a bad example because i was never one of those people of going once i'd gone gone out and got drunk that night the following night no no okay never i i was never that it's like no 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 but you but you still have the ability to like perhaps go and socialize and go and see people absolutely that's what i'm saying i'm talking about that energy level of where Right, I'm not going to drink again because I feel still feel a bit ropey. But at least I have the energy to be able to get up and you know I'm going to go and travel halfway across town to go and see somebody. Whereas now, you know, going around to the local coffee shop is like fuck off. What are you talking about? You know, we'll get we we can talk on my doorstep and they'll be fine. But it's it's when you when you get to the age where you finally understand what Indiana Jones means when he's on the plane and he says to is it Willie? Is it um? Is it? 
Last Crusade already is the Lost Ark. He said it's not the it's not the years, it's the mileage. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and I never really understood that line until I was about well, thirty two, and I was going out for the second night in a row and going, oh, I feel really awful and tired, and I want to go home. Um, so it is. It's about mileage rather than um, years, isn't it? We always get to a point where it is better to all cup of coffee and a book in the warm when that hits and you, you don't I, you know you just go oh this is better I actually I, this is quite enjoyable I like this and that creeps up on you and then yeah, suddenly you look into the mirror you, yeah. and go oh fuck are my you know Auntie Mildred <laughs> yeah definitely so are we are we saying bragging rights for an old person is just if you make it through work and survive you mean make it through to retirement yeah I think you've earned. I think you've earned it. If you get through your working life, and you get on the other side of that, and then yeah, you can rest on your laurels. I think you then have earned the right to be able to say, right, I'm mean, okay. Put it into the context of um, um, uh, a war veteran and all the rest of it and things like that. They come back from war, but they're still in their like mid thirties. It's still. I mean, you wouldn't have the same thing of where they turn around and go, right, I'm thirty six, but I've lived a war. You still kind of go, yeah, but you're thirty six. If you turn around and say when they're eighty six, and say yeah, I was in World War Two, you go oh fucking right, fair enough then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tricky, isn't it? Uh, there, there also there are I'm sure a lot of um, a lot of people. See, the other difficult thing as well is that you can get old people that are dicks, <laughs> can't you? So th- there shouldn't be kind of automatic reverence for the elderly what they should be judged by are the things that we should all be judged by, which are which is our morality and our actions. True. There is the but there is a, I mean so why is it though you would give up your seat on a bus for an elderly person? Because again there there is a, a physical attribute to it as well. Yes. So there is that. And then but also I know people who are of, of a certain age and it becomes expectant. It's uh oh I know that I'm going to get a seat on a bus because of my age. And things like and maybe that's right. Maybe you know rightly so. Maybe that should be the the way it is. It's a two-word question, and it simply says, "Will Smith?" Question mark. Hmm. That is um. That's that's an interesting one, isn't it? Um. I I've always thought he's an egomaniac. Oh, I've just taken this question of Will Smith. Does he exist? Will Smith? Question mark. Yes. Yes, he does. <laughs> the concept of Will Smith. The concept of Will Smith. Yeah. Uh, and well, if if there was any doubt, he's been turned into a meme. Stroke GIF uh, forever now, hasn't he? Oh, we all, but even before this, you know, the incident at the at the Oscars, um, he was already he was already a meme to do with the crying face, to do with his, which again was attached to his um, to his wife because of the um, because she had basically admitted to him like face to face and in public that she openly slept with other people. Yeah, well, yeah, an open relationship. Uh, is is that really what we're going to start talking about? Um, well, it's, I think it's part of it. I, I think that's that's certainly part of the fold. I think, but mm. should, should one should we fucking care? To be honest, but it is interesting. That's the problem. That's the that's the problem. That's I remember waking up and there was a no- notification on my phone from Apple News saying Will Smith hits Chris Rock at Oscars, and I laughed. I was like, well, that's obviously got to be a joke. Yes, because- I, I, the, the the first thing I assumed was that. 
must be a skit. Some skit parody kind of thing like that. And then actually, oh, holy shit. Okay, it's legit. If that had happened a couple of years ago, 10 years ago, no one would have cared. It wouldn't have been, you, it, think? you wouldn't have actors going, he was assaulted on stage. You'd be like, there's just two actors buggering about. Or he, he annoyed someone. I thought it was really interesting, like, that how the sort of lines of morality, they're just, they've been redrawn, haven't they, recently? I, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I think I think it would people would kick off if it happened 10 years ago. I think people would be like, what? If it was, you know, if it came across like it did, oh, this is genuine. Do you reckon? That this is real. Yeah. The thing is when, I, cause I, I don't know about you, cause when, he, when he did the strike, um, I thought, oh, it's a joke. You know, that's a funny joke because he didn't really clip it. I mean, like he—it was more of a slap. Yeah, slapped him. It wasn't a know. punch. No, no, no. It was it was a strike across the chops. Like, I, but even at that but, point, I still thought, oh, okay, that's a setup thing. It's a joke or something. It's until he then sat down and then said, "Keep my wife's mouth out of your fucking mouth," and then seeing the actual emotion behind it, everyone then went, "Oh, it's genuine. Oh, it is real." When as soon as he then said that, it wasn't the actual strike itself where people got upset. It was actually then realizing, oh, look how emotional he is behind it. I do you think. think he was? Do you think that was one one thing that I, I I've been thinking about a lot when I've seen that is, do you think that was genuinely his protective anger and rage about over his wife, or do you think he did that for her benefit? I I think it's across. I think there's probably about twenty different reasons, all that happened at exactly the same time. And I think it was it was a it was clearly a knee jerk reaction, which but there is no way no. you don't know that there are cameras rolling because you're at the Oscars. Exactly. So there is okay. So there is that question so there as is, well. There is the air of spectacle sure. about it. Yeah. Because you kind of I forgot the cameras are off. You're at the Oscars. You know. Some yeah. there are some occasions you might be forgiven, like behind the scenes of a film, and you're not on set. It was somewhere yeah. off to the left. But someone happened to capture it. That's one thing. Yeah. But walking up on stage and then mouthing. So, public ceremony. You couldn't get more public than the Oscars, could you? I'm just wondering whether the guy, whether this was a a build up to. Did the guy just see red because actually he's been cuckolded for like so long and he feels inside the I'm a laughing stock because of hmm. what my wife's doing. Yeah, it's kind of being deflected away from True, what's actually being said, though, because it was all yeah. to do with that. He was, again, the protection of his wife. And is there wife, other stuff but... that's all been building up and eventually it's yeah. like, Chris Rock taking the piss out of me at the Oscars is one step too far and actually now I... I, I... But I, I don't know, because I can't put myself in their position. I haven't, you know, it was like, what, what else was going on in his head? Nothing like it has ever happened before. You do get roasted at oh, I the think, Oscars. No, it happens all the time. Yeah. You, you, I think it happens all the time. The only difference being is it, it was on such a huge platform yeah. that it happened. And it's because everybody knows who the fuck wills. Everyone who everyone knows the characters involved. Because the remark was about his wife's alopecia. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there comes personal insult if it's your wife and all that kind of stuff. But again, is it an egotistical thing? Is it an embarrassment thing? Is it a pride thing? Is it a cuckold thing? Is it so many factors all wrapped up into one? And it was an immediate knee-jerk reaction, which was the problem because there was nothing to say. What if I was in that situation? What I personally and everyone could say, oh, I would have done this, I would have done this, but would there have been nothing to either keep your mouth shut, you don't say anything, and you then afterwards go up to him and say that was bang out of order, even if it is still includes a slap around the face or whatever, but you do it in private. There's no need to do it on such a public platform, 
or if you had to do if you had to react at that moment in time why not as a joke or something like that then pick him up carry him off stage i was just thinking that to make him look inferior yeah and then whilst off in the wings then turn around and say don't fucking do that please and then walk off or something like that you know he could it could have been handled very differently but because i think you know you saw red knee-jerk reaction blah, blah blah but let me put it to you this way when did this happen in what what year did this happen what year this year yeah this year 2022 yeah mm. who won the who won the best actor oscar will smith it was for the role in uh about he was the father of king um, richard yeah okay who was the best actor in 2021 Exactly. That's my point. Do I not know that because it was a year ago, or? Well, doesn't matter. You are always going to remember that Will Smith won the Best Actor Oscar. I never remember who won Best Actor. Oscar no, that's my at point. Any Oscars. That's my point. This you are always now going to remember. Will Smith won the Best Actor Oscar because, oh, that was the year that he hit Chris Rock. It's now in in tandem with something else which you now remember. Nobody remembers. Because it's it's once every year. It's the same with like who won Wimbledon last year, in the males and females. I I, I could you know I'll I'll harp back and I will remember, but I'll probably have to use Google. Mm. But with this year, I know full well I'm always going to remember that Will Smith has has won the Oscar. So I wonder if there's something to do with that in connection with it to make it a memorable experience. I actually think um, I'm quite impressed by by you res- both respectively using the word cuckold. Because <laughs> that's like a Victorian yeah. term. Yeah, but it's still used from time to time. Yeah. Oh, it's it's rife. Oh, oh god, it's a huge, huge fucking industry. Cuckold, um, uh, cucking and cuckolding. Mm. Do you know where it comes Massively. from? Massively. Is it similar to cuckoo? Yes, because cuckoo is in moving into moving into in another nest, other people's nests. Yeah. So cuckoo, cuckold comes from the French word cuckoo, meaning to have. Extra relations. Did you just think it, it comes from cock? <laughs> I don't, it was something to do with cock holding. Was going to be some sort of. <laughs> I think. I think. No, I think no, I, no, 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 no. I didn't. No, I knew it was to do with this. That, that, that would have made for a different incident yeah. on, on the stage of the Oscars. <laughs> Will Smith walks up and holds Chris Rock's dick. <laughs> All right, okay, all right, okay. Put it into that context, though. You know, but if you think about it, what I'm, what if he actually went and did something like that, where it's emasculated because he did. That's what he did. He emasculated Chris Rock. I mean, and there, again, there are so many divisions. You talk about, oh, you can't do that to a comedian because it's jokes. There's that whole conversation in that arena. Then there's to do with um, the male inferiority complex. There, there's so much going on in that one incident in that, in that twenty thirty seconds. Yeah, do you think there'll be a genuine review, an inquiry about roasting? Because it feels like that's like the last kind of off-limits, politically incorrect platform there is now. And it feels like that's going as a result of this. Well, if it ends up that people could... Well, you've got um, with Dave Chappelle that he got uh, nearly tackled uh, by some uh, transgender supporter. So, yeah, there is this conversation of that, oh, does that mean that you're now going to have comedians being attacked uh, constantly because if somebody doesn't like what they said, they've got to bum-rush the stage? I think it does, actually. But, I mean, that has always been a risk. There is a huge conversation to do with comedians or just basically just public speakers now. The comedian is almost like... Well, it's not almost like it is like the court jester, isn't it? It's the, it's the kind of the fool that can, through pretext and humour, actually say the really important stuff. You know, it just reminds me of why I like King Lear so much, is that you've got the fool, like, 
dicking about talking nonsense and everyone's going haha you're so odd and weird and actually he's saying all the all the actually the true stuff and i feel like that's why comedians and comic comedy is so important because they under the under the veil the shroud of i'm being a bit irreverent they actually say the really important stuff yeah comedians are are true observers totally and jesters were true observers but Okay, using it in okay in Shakespearean terms, yes, that's very true. But to a limit, because if they went too far, yeah. then the royalty would just have them killed. Because yeah, they didn't want to be, that's they would they they, they would they would enjoy being made fun of. But if it overstepped the mark or ridiculed, there are many many stories um, and uh, lists of 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 justice being killed, or uh, hung, and beheaded. Yeah, interesting. The interesting that you should. Um that you should draw on the imagery of, of royals killing their jesters because Will Smith literally was playing King Richard and <laughs> did that because he's like a king of Hollywood. So the parallels are quite snug, aren't they? I, I think it's deeply rooted back into the cuckolding thing. And everyone's having a go at her as well, saying that, oh, that she's a, a horrible person. It's like They've been in a relationship for so long. They both know what each other are like, and what the most horrible part about it is of how public they are about it all. Mm. And sometimes that you know, sometimes you know, we admire honesty. You know, stars, big, huge stars, who actually say, "Yeah, you know what? I've actually got problems in my marriage, and this is what we're talking about, and we're going to have this conversation." Fair, you know what? Fair play. I think that's actually that's quite good, and it, it shows that you know, re, you know, that we're real people. Sure, but when it comes to the point where you're actually humiliating your partner and turn around and saying actually I have done this and you don't know about it i.e. I've slept with your one of your son's best friends and openly publicly saying this on a public platform what do you think is going to happen? If you're a public figure but you're also in an open marriage yeah that's fine to, to, no, sure. I, no, no I'm, I'm not you know each to their own but the, the thing is to what extent do you advertise is possibly the wrong word but to, to what it, yeah, to talk do, about do, publicly, do, you, yeah. do, do you talk publicly going by the way I'm in an open marriage almost like you're saying so if you'd like to form an orderly queue but it's also about because there is this new element of you know speaking your truth as they call it and that's people, new is it well well, well no yeah. It's all, you know, but, it but, yeah but saying but it's where no I'm speaking my truth it's not about the truth oh, it's about truth. this is what my truth is which is an incredibly selfish factor but the likes of Jada Pinkett, Will Smith, those guys, like you said, are they are royalty within an you know a very out of touch industry. They they don't live amongst us mere mortals. They they are they are above such things because they are privileged, whatever, blah blah blah. blah you know you know, but they've earned it and all that. Because I'm not going, I'm not having to go with privilege. Well, but I'm saying that they are looking for a new way of living, which is which is certainly not conventional. Because we've been conditioned to, you get with a partner, and that's your partner for life. Get married, there you go, conventional, that's it. They're looking to break those boundaries by going, well, why? We don't have to live with it, which is perfectly fine. It's entirely up to you. But society hasn't caught up to that yet. I think it's getting better. I think it's like, you know, polyamory is a huge part of it now, where lots of people are having multiple partners, you know, dating within all that kind of stuff and blah, blah, blah. And I think it's starting to catch up. But these guys, or certainly a lot of the Hollywood types, have been doing it for years. I mean, I'm, I'm, I can't say it because if you're, no, I can't tell that story. <laughs> All those two very, very famous people who are British, 
who are well known within the swingers community and the polyamory community, and they have been since the eighties. Apart, like in the press, it's not widely known. But the reason why they're not being outed or it's being chast- you know, being criticised is because people like them. Whereas people are now turning their backs on the likes of Will Smith, Jada Pinkett, blah, 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 blah. My, my opinion on open relationships is um, it's really easy, isn't it? Because it's like you said, Tom, it, it's not conventional. Um, it's really easy to sort of feel like just sort of disapproval about it and disgust because... A, you've been, we've been taught and we've been conditioned to sort of think that we are, we should be faithful to our partners. But it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because I actually don't want to catch up to an open relationship. I, I, I wouldn't want to be in an open relationship. And I just can't help but think that it's, it's always an imperfect system. If you've got two people who are in a relationship and they're both seeing that there is, there is never going to be 100% happiness in either of those or one person's either loving it and the other person really isn't and it just feels like an open relationship is the wrong term because open open implies sort of balance and I can't imagine ever being a balance in an open relationship yeah I I totally agree I was just thinking this matter just going yeah two two people in an open relationship you're going to figure for a lot of open relationships, one person's one person's of the couple is always going to be into it more than another. <laughs> I, they are never yeah. going to be that. You might get occasions. It's not impossible to is to both both going your own way. But in which case, why on earth did you get together? Oh no, I but, mean, but, but I know couples who are uh, uh, polyamorous and um, eth- ethical non monogamy is called E N M now. They, you know, again, all you know on the on the surface are are very happy. Oh no, no. no. But what, what I meant was, is that if if you're if you're both ha- being a- happily polyamorous, I, what I was going to say is that you're spending more time with multiple other people. Oh, no, than well, the person yeah. they say you're, that you're in a relationship with, and it's going, you're not really in a relationship. I know, but yeah, but you, okay, you've okay. kind of both got a home base that you 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 occasionally go to. Yeah, but yeah, but for some people, that's what all they require. For some, you know, okay. For some people, they they do require that home base, and I want to come home to you and only you, and that's it. So, but then equally, you look within, you know, look within um, standard conventional relationships as well, where you get people who are, and it's it's not healthy, mm. it's not good, and that they do require some sort of like a lot of people. I remember in one of my very 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 early relationships, feeling restrained and held back because I I didn't know what it is I wanted yet. But I was in a relationship, I and mean, you know, from conventional standards, I thought it was all passed out for me. I thought, all right, I've got with somebody, I've been together with them for a long time, and all that came was, when you get married. You know, when you get in a house, when you're doing this, when you're doing that. And innately, like, inside, I was panicking, going, I don't, I don't know if that's what I want. I, but I didn't know. But I was being told, that's what you should want, all this time. And so I then had to end up not being in that relationship to be able to go and discover what it is I actually wanted, if you see what I mean. And so, and I think a lot of people still don't get that until, the, you know, at least they're like 30s and their 40s as well. Yeah, I reckon as well, like the open relationship thing is, um, I don't know whether it's people have trouble with it um, in this country, particularly whether it's more common in other, uh, other countries. But one thing I think probably grates on not e- not not even British people, but a lot of non-famous people, is that having an open relationship to many feels like having your cake and eating it. 
<laughs> and we don't like that. We don't like it when people are happy. We don't like it when people are living a single life, but they've got a sort of relationship at the same time. I think a lot of people, they just, they're just annoyed by it. I think that's just across the board of being happy. Yeah. Just being in a, in a decent, more, um, uh, I don't, again, don't want to use the word privileged, but secure environment. People don't like that. If people are in this country, celebrate that. I've done it. I've done it myself. I've seen it on Facebook. I've seen it on social media. When I see a couple celebrating, um, you know, we're so in love. We are wonderfully in love. I, 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 you know, this is the best person who I've ever met. I'm so happy, and I want to show it to people. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. But inside, I'm going, you fucking cunts. <laughs> you, you know, I, <laughs> it's not a jealousy thing. It's like a. It's just. I, this is Stop weird. rubbing my face in it. Is it that? No, not even that. No, because it should be. I, I have the mindset. Well, yeah, good on you. You've, you've happened to be lucky enough to meet your significant other, and you're happy. It is this kind of thing. So it is a British innate, built-in British factor of going. Yeah, be happy, work hard, do everything you do, bring up your kids, but don't be too happy, please. It's weird. Everybody deserves happiness, or everybody des- everybody deserves to be content. But we never over in this country, we don't celebrate it at all. Over like in America. It's tell us. We we want to hear your success story. We want to know how good you're doing. Yeah, definitely. Whereas over here, it's the complete opposite. We want to hear how shit you're doing. We want to hear how bad your life is at the moment. Yeah. And it's that struggle. Am I wrong? I don't know. I'm just that's just me being, trying to be observant. It's absolutely it's absolutely right. When I when I was like eight, seven or eight years ago, trying to start writing, trying to write a book, and trying to write plays and stuff uh, over here, apart from my immediate friends and family, it was all like. Well, it's who you know, isn't it? Or like, hmm, you don't want to give up your job for that. You know, you know that's you got a one percent chance of being a writer. Blah blah blah. And I went over to America on holiday, and um, people were queuing up, uh, asking me for my autograph because I said in a bar I was trying to write a book. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They were so ready to praise and support you for trying to do something. So yeah, it is true. A transatlantic. Uh, across the uh, across the Atlantic, everyone is so ready to get behind you and 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 support you and praise you. But over here, it's not the case. I think there's also with. I don't know if this is the same around the world, but over here, I think there's a certain seediness associated within certain circles about polyamorous relationships because it's always, or at least it used to be tied to things like dogging. Yeah, dogging and and, and key, like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Keys in the fishbowl, yeah. um, and you know, but, key swapping parties, wife swapping parties, and stuff like that. And it, the UK is one of the biggest um, swinging communities in the world. It uh, is huge. As long as it's all kept secret. You're sorry. Shh, as long as it's all kept secret. Well, yeah, but yeah, because they, but, okay, there is an element of okay, like you said, the seediness and all that kind of stuff. But a lot of people throw. I, I, I will admit, you know, on occasion that yeah, the seediness is a factor of why I've been interested in doing stuff. Because it does have that factor to it, where I'm kind of oh, I'm taboo to factor. That. Yeah, to, exactly taboo factor. You're drawn to it because it is taboo. Do you do you feel like um, polyamorous and open relationships? Do you feel like that's almost people trying to rebrand swinging? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, very good point. Yes, it is. And scientific term. Yeah, but 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 certainly not to the point of where I don't. I'm not disagreeing. I don't think that it's it's wrong. I think it is a case, a case of that is a cleansing it to a certain degree of um and uh, defining it in a different way, which makes it so it isn't seedy and yeah. it is about it is about connection and being open and tr- it's all positive. 
it, everything mm. about it is, is a positive thing. Of that, you know, I'm with a partner who is trusting me enough to go off and have dates, but knowing that I'm going to come home to to them to to the home base, as you put it. Um, and what's wrong with that? That's that is a, that is a positive aspect. So that's yeah. that's kind of cool. Yeah, if no one. If I know it's a bit of a trite statement, but if no, if no one's getting hurt, and if everyone is consenting to the way to the mechanics of the relationship, yeah, yeah I think it's quite important. But the one thing about it, though, is that yes, you can say all those things on paper, and you can put not rules and regulations because that's a horrible term, but you can have agreements in place, like prenup type. Stuff. Yeah, just you know, or not written down, not you know, right? You have a list on your Notarized. fridge or anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I'm also sleeping with the notary, <laughs> so it'll be notarized uh, tomorrow at nine a.m. <laughs> She's busy. Everyone tonight. here for nude notary one o one. Open communication with your partner to say this is what I'm seeking. This is what I would enjoy. You know, how do you feel about that? You have your agreements put in place. You can say all of that, and you can have everything under the sun. Sure, until emotions come into play mm. because then if you then happen to meet somebody and you go oh my god i'm actually really into them actually i feel much more for this person than i do with my actual partner that's when it gets messy and there is no uh there's no blueprint to that of when that happens so you're always gonna it's, it's it's a risk of course it's gonna be a risk and a gamble every, every single time yeah but any relationship is a risk isn't it really well, any relationship did- is gamble Hey everyone, this is Tom from the Three Zone Fighters podcast and thanks very much for tuning in. Quick opportunity and break just to let you know that in the following segment, Matt somehow mistook his microphone for an ice cream or something and as he was recording remotely from home, it decided to break. So predominantly for the rest of this conversation, it's just between myself and Tim. Some might not disagree, that's not necessarily a bad thing either. If you would like to get involved with the podcast and you have anything that you would like to be heard or debated on the show, or if you might want some agony aunt advice, please send it in to us at three dumb fighters podcast at outlook.com. Enjoy the rest of the lesson. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Would you or would you not would you or would you not agree, sir, that there are some age cap on the top end of the scale as well as the bottom for voting? There is an age gap. Age cap. Age cap. Should people with limited time and old-fashioned ideas be allowed to shape and define a future that they won't see? Shouldn't long-term plans be in the hands of younger people? That That's a very grand way of saying, why should people vote if they're going to be dead within a few years, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's heavily so basically, Brexit-related, isn't it? So, but also, that basically re- revolves around the fact of, well, if you're going to be dead, you shouldn't be allowed. Uh, and if that happened, everything would stagnate. Because we'd yeah. never go any. No, it wouldn't progress at any point. Yeah, no. there, the progression would would get stunted yeah. massively because mm. it's all about if it affects within your lifetime. I think we kind of already touched on what, what, what something Matt was saying earlier that we've reached a point. We reached uh, a bit in that crossover between digital and, and analog of that. A lot of people are being left behind now mm. be, because of it, which has stemmed so many other different things. Society-based, progression-based, blah, blah, blah. Republicans. <laughs> yeah. But that if you are not part of this fold anymore, if, that, if, you, if you don't adhere to the new wave of thinking, that you're going to be left behind. And those are there, mm. once again, or, or we've touched upon this in previous podcasts, that you are then made to be or feel um, irrelevant because of it. But I, I fundamentally disagree with everything that has just been said there. In regards to age, because again, what's the point? Because we're all going to die. Yeah. 
Yeah. So what we think is progressive today is not going to be progressive in 20 years' time. And, and the voting's for everyone, not just you. So hopefully yeah. you're voting for a, a better tomorrow. And, and, you know, the reason why you vote yeah. for the reason that you do is hopefully it's going to go towards making a change. Do you think that a question like that is is really kind of pointed around or, or comes from the idea of Brexit? Because I know I know that I heard I heard a similar sort of theory or or supposition um, a couple of times when when the Brexit vote was kind of happening, that a lot of people, as we talked about last night, actually, Tom, a lot of people voted leave because they thought in some misguided way it would stop immigration. Um, which is obviously not true anyway, but that was the rhetoric that was spun by the government. And media, but yeah. The the issue, I think some people were saying, is that a lot of people, you know, a lot of people voted leave from the older generation because they have a very different attitude and relationship with immigration. They come from the sort of Enoch Powell, rivers of blood sort of politics. Um, it depends as well who you are. Obviously, like, for example, my grandparents, you know, well, some of them are kind of, you know, open minded when it comes to immigration. But I suppose the age of the, of the voting group can have a huge impact. But I just don't see how you would mitigate or adjust for that. No. Morally, you couldn't do it, could you? Well, no, I mean, you have to be inclusive of, of everyone. Everyone has a voice. But this is the thing is that it is, oh, but it is being purposely done that older generation voices are, are purposely not being heard. You're not being allowed to vote anymore mm. in many countries due to, oh, that, so for example, in America, there is, um, if you don't, uh, there was, uh, I, I think it was about 17 to 18% over 65 year olds or for whatever their, their, their pensioner age is now. Um, that if they didn't have a passport or a driving license, which a lot don't, you can, you weren't allowed to vote. Was yeah. that only in certain states, Tom, where they've been I'm, I'm, when, yes, they, when, sure they, were, when they've been clamping down, on, yeah. where there is in inverted commas voter suppression? Yeah, I'm, I'm, that is a very kind of uh, very loosely based explanation. I don't know the, the inner details of it, but it's happening over here as well. But yeah, with the, I mean, with the question that's been posed, it's like should there be should there be a voter cap? It's like, look, democracy's in deep shit as it is. I think. I don't. I don't think voter capping for based on age is going to help, because it's just going to stifle democracy a little bit more. Because, like you were saying, with the um, the older generation of unless you've got a passport and stuff like that, it's that 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 looks like a grand plan of just going. Well, if we let them vote, they they might take us out of power. And now that I've been put in charge, I don't care that it's democracy. I don't want to go. So you you. So you keep getting these weird ideas of just going, oh, well, now you can't vote unless you've got this. And now you can't vote. It's funny that you've introduced that now that you've been put in charge. Because mm. that doesn't look like you're on board. You're on board with democracy as long as it gets you up. But you don't want it to be able to equally take you down, which is what's meant to happen. The other, the other thing about voter capping, if you were the idea of age capping for voters, is that it's actually happening already simply because of some very real influences or if effects of being old like my 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 grandparents their ability to vote is hugely diminished now they're in their 80s and 90s in terms of mobility in terms of actually registering a ballot in terms of 
having the energy or the wherewithal to know that it's voting time, to getting to a polling station, to getting online. So I feel like whoever asked that question probably hasn't considered that actually culturally and physically, there's already a cap on age voting by being old. Yeah, so that's a good point. I think it's also ironic to uh, suggest that within that particular question that voting actually does anything in terms of um, anything which where we where we have a say in what happens because it's not if we talk, actually talk about voting of because all it does is voting in the party in for the power yeah. and then yeah. they choose what actually goes on and we're talking so if we're actually talking which it seems like I said pointedly towards Brexit that that was only a referendum that wasn't you know actually to be put That's into place so weird some yeah, but, but again, it was a case of that they didn't actually have to act on the referendum. By the way, you know, it was a case of that they voted this, and everyone thought, oh, because of the outcome that people have voted out, that means that we're now going to have to come out of Europe. No, it didn't have to, didn't have to at all. But it's because then the people in power then had to go, okay, the majority of the country want this, so therefore we are now going to act upon it. But they didn't have to act upon it at all. No, I don't think there's actually anything where we, to be honest regardless of age we don't we don't have much of an opportunity or voice anyway i think certain things that we can we can influence by certain things but generally but must vote to keep things going don't not vote don't become completely apathetic because that will play into the hands of the people that want to stay in power why because the people that want to keep them in power will always vote yeah what was if nobody voted I don't think you'd ever get that situation. Um, no. And if, and if no one voted, it's no longer a democracy. It's not a democracy anyway. No, it's, to a, be honest. it's a British democracy. Exactly. Mm. Well put. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, abs- well defined. Yeah, it is. It is a British democracy. And it's exactly the same when you look at other countries. It is an American democracy. It's da, 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 da. You're very right. Tim, are you saying we live in a bromocracy? <laughs> That sounds like it. That's center, a government centered solely around Birmingham. <laughs> uh, it feels to me like in some kind of like haute cuisine sort of um, blancmange at a restaurant. I'll have the blancmocracy, please. <laughs> You've got younger generations now, even well, even our generation and below, I think, who are are coming around to this idea of going, okay, look, you lot before us, you fucked us. Look at the look at the position that we're in. This, you know we're in deep dire trouble with what's going on, and that's on you, as in the older generations, because you fucked it. Not the people, but you know politicians and like I said. But we, there there is a you know some permittance of allowance that they allowed it to happen, and now you've got younger generations who are actually taking matters into their own hands and saying, you know what, we're not going to tolerate that anymore. Which I think you know, which is a, a, a fair a fair thing to do. I I I, I think. I think it's, going, it's in the manner it's going about, I don't agree with. When you don't have a clear and concise message or somebody who is at the top of that saying, this is how we're going to guide it. Because everyone, everyone's voice is being heard at all at the same time and it's whoever shouts loudest. They, they, they have a point. I think they have a I point. I think there's always going to be a certain amount of that though, Tom, because the, a thing that's always wrong with me uh, and I am determined not to fall into, and maybe it's an inevitability, I don't know, and maybe it's just this country i was always told when years ago that as one gets older your leanings become naturally more in inverted commas um conservative anyway Uh, so as you get Mm. older and older 
and I, I have no idea if that's true, mm. but if it is, you're the that that would go towards the younger generation resenting the much older generation because by the time they get yeah, there, yeah, they they're going to the thing of I don't want to rock the boat, therefore con- more conservative leanings. Rebelling was not on the scale of what it is now. Uh, rebelling yeah. is now of having your voice heard because you can shoot off whatever it is that you think off on Twitter now and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. I, I, I was going to say, it, because it's also rebelling is done differently. Before, I mean, you would get a certain amount of rebelling via TV, radio, theatre and stuff. Yeah, but... But, yeah, but, but, but not not as prevalent. You know, once internet opened up, obviously, I made it accessible for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to the question that... That should there be a, a voting age cap? No, I don't believe so because you're going to have it. Well, it, again, it depends on that if your if your voice is, is heard. You can have people who have their opinions, but it doesn't. That's my problem with politics in general and voting because, and that's why even now, so you're a viewpoint like you said a second ago that you should always vote. You should always have you should always have your vote. For me, I honest to God think what's the point now? Because I don't believe it makes a difference. It, it puts people into power, but I don't believe there is a difference between the parties anymore. My affiliation is not conservative. It is not liberal. It is not even Green Party anymore. It's because they've all become the same bundle of people um, and the same because of the remaining structure within our pol- political system as it stands. And if that hasn't and it hasn't changed for the course of the last 20 30 years i'm sure inner like in the inner workings it has of how do you pass a law you do it this way but to us to the general public that doesn't matter is that we want things to become easier and a bit more helpful and we ideally would like to have well in in, in my mind i would like to have people leading by example who will Okay, yeah, I'm going to follow that person because they seem like a decent person. Is there one politician which you can think of where you go, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I think they're a nice, I think they're a decent person. There's not one for me where I go, yeah, that's. Do you mean decent person outside of politics or decent? No, person? within politics, I'm talking within uh, the 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 current political um, structures that I hold. There is not for me. There is not one where I go, I believe them and I would like to follow them. Corbyn at one point. I think there are some who are certainly principal. Angela Rayner uh, yeah. is, springs to mind. Yeah, I, again, for, for me, again, it is a subjective thing. But for me personally, I don't believe that there is anybody say... who's leading us into a new era mm. and saying, this is what we need to do. We don't have critical thinkers anymore. We've just got people who are maintaining critical at thinkers all times. Don't ten- so this is going to be an overgeneralization. I was about to say, critical thinkers don't tend to be politicians. Because they have to take the broad general yeah. to see if it and apply it to everybody. Betty Conley said, said it best. Anyone who wants to be a politician should not be a politician. And it's true. It's, it's a rigged game. It really is. But again, harking back to the question that within an age appropriate factor of does it benefit people that if you have all ages, you're going to have voices who are going to be heard. And it doesn't mean that you're less of a person because of your age. It should well, it shouldn't be no. at all, and to be honest, we're all gonna fucking die. So, and you can't take anything with you. A pessimistic ending, but yeah, I like it. <laughs>